everybody, it's busy. I'm here with my dear friend, Juge. What's up, Juge? Hello. How are you today? I'm good. I'm Having good. a good day? Yes, I am. So I'm going to give you guys a little background on my friend, Juge. So Juge happens to be one of my oldest and nearest and dearest friends. So um, when I was drinking, when I started drinking, I was her friend. When I drank out of control, she was my friend. And when I quit drinking, she was my friend. And we're going to talk about that because I want to, we both have had a lot of addiction in our lives. And, you know, Julie's a huge support to Busy Living Sober and everything I've been doing since I got sober. And for that, I want to say thank you. You're welcome. So let's just say what, so when I called you 12 years ago, plus, and I said, I'm coming to California. And we had planned that I was coming to California because my ex-husband was getting remarried, remember? And I was like, oh, my God, I've got to get out of Dodge because this is going to be too... And at the same time, then I call and I say, oh, my God, I'm getting... I think I just quit drinking. What did you think? Well, I kind of didn't believe it, but I thought it was a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Because I think there had been increasing times over the previous couple years where I thought... This is not going to end well. Like, you got to get it together. Now, I don't remember you ever telling me, you know what, I'm worried about you or, you know, you might have a problem. And, I, and I'm not holding, I, I obviously I have no resentments. I, that doesn't upset me. But you mentioned it to me the other day, like, you're like, I never wanted to say anything. And why do you think it was that you didn't want to say anything? Well, are you sure I didn't mention it to you once? Well, I think you did, but the other day you said to me, "You're like yeah, I didn't." I, you're like worst. I backed off. Yeah. I, I, no, I'm not trying to say you're the worst at all. I just want to say, oh, um, I just wanted to say, why is it that that you know you were like, oh my gosh, I didn't say anything to you, and what was that from? Fear of me not being your friend anymore? What do you think it was, or was it in your place? What do you think it was? Um, I think what it w- was specifically is I thought that people are on their own path and their own trajectory and it doesn't matter what I say it's not going to affect the way that you live your life the only thing that might is if I kind of pull back my friendship which I think I did around that time because it was your your behavior was bad it was increasingly getting a little out of control so I just couldn't I didn't think it would matter if I told you so I just didn't I was also afraid of getting yelled at. I didn't want to deal with like having you say, you know, so I just didn't, I avoided you instead. And then, but obviously our relationship didn't end. No, we were still friends. I think I just like, we would maybe do stuff that was daytime versus like, I wouldn't want to go out with you at night. We kind of try, I tried to do more stuff in the day. And so when... I called you and I said, oh my gosh, I just got sober. You know, we've had how many friends in our lives that have said, so it wasn't a shocker to you. And, but you, you were, how happy? I was happy to hear that you wanted to do that. And I don't even remember exactly what led up to it other than, um, something involving Atlantic city. Like that's all I remember is something (laughs) involving, like you had gone to Atlantic city. And so I said, great, I'm happy. Come out here. I support you 100%. Come out here and I'll do whatever you need me to do. In fact, you were the one 
and I'll never forget this, that I got here and you had meetings lined up where you knew where I was going to go. I have no idea how I did that. I don't think I did that. How would I know? If you did, I think maybe you Googled it. I don't know because you took me to one in Marin. We went to one in Gilroy, California where Julie dropped oh, me off. Oh, yeah. So we went to Pebble Beach to va- to spend the night and then I looked it up. That's right. And I found all these meetings and I dropped you off and I sat outside and waited for you. One was like in the ghetto. <laughs> one was, I don't even remember, but I think you went to one every day. And were you ashamed of me? Did you like feel like, oh my God, I don't want to tell my friends that you're an alcoholic? No, I was so happy and so hoping that you would stick with it. And so in the 12 years, how many people do you think we've known that have died? I mean, our friend Nadinia, I know that that was directly due to drugs and alcohol that she died. And I have another friend that died. I know two people for sure that's directly revolving drugs and alcohol. Mm, three or four I would say. Yeah, we, we've we been talking about it. It's like every person we know. The last five years. Before that, probably a lot. I mean, sad, for sure, a lot. And what would you say about, like, the people we know? Most people either drink a lot or don't drink at all. Except for you, because you don't have a problem with it, do you? I don't believe I do. I'm the lucky... I'm, like, a member of the Lucky Sperm Club, I think. It just skipped my it, the genetic I th- knock on wood it is progressive but I don't think just for whatever reason I got lucky so there's no judgment there's no shame it's just I dodged a bullet for whatever reason and I'm as we get older I see so many people half my friends are sober I would say and the other half are you know there's not a lot of people who are able to get beyond 50 and um, if you are an alcoholic or have a drug problem and maintain it, it seems to come to a crashing end at some point at, at this age. And do you think that, like, I have to say, I watched you the other night, and I'm in California right now, by the way, to my listeners out there, and visiting with Juge and her two adorable children. And um, I, we were at dinner the other night, and you had... Two drinks. Yes. Yes. And that was it. Yes. And you woke up the next day and I know you were like, oh my gosh, two drinks. And it was too uh-huh. much. Well, it's fine. But uh, I, it, I, it, I it affects your constitution. Yeah, well, for me, as I get older, it definitely does. That's not a lot. But that was, it was two and it was enough, thankfully. And did you say to yourself, I'm not going to do this again today? Well, I mean, I know oh. you didn't drink yesterday, though. Does it even does it even come to your brain really? No. No. You don't think about it. Never. Never. Well, if I'm sitting in a restaurant and I want to have a cocktail, it comes across my brain, but other than that, I do not think about it ahead of time usually. No. And when you have one, you don't keep considering like where's the waitress so I can have another no. one? No. No. See, now we know that I didn't do that, did I? No, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted another one and another one and another one and another one. That's right. Yeah. And so, and when it comes to like people you have relationships with, do you like to hang out with people that are getting like sloppy time? No, I don't. I don't. And does it bother you if the person you're dating drinks or doesn't drink? Um, 
Well, if there was a choice between uh, someone that I was dating being like uh, erroring on the side of being drinking more, I would rather date somebody who didn't drink because, you know, for me and the reality of my day-to-day life, it would be better for me to, I mean, you know, I'm, you're not going to be with somebody who's drunk at age 50 with kids and blah, blah, blah. Too much. No, no, too much. I, an active, an active drinker is just a stress that is too much. And what are your thoughts about busy living sober and sober, not ashamed? Um, I think Sober Not Ashamed is awesome because I think so many people have so much shame about so much stuff and it's, people say there is no shame, but there really is. People judge people and they think they're weak and it's so screwed up. And I have a friend whose son um, has a drug problem and every time she talks to me about it, she goes, it's not my fault. I didn't do anything. I didn't, it's not, you know, I was a good mom. And I'm like, oh, nobody thinks you weren't, but some people still believe that it's something they did wrong or, and it's just, I I like sober, not ashamed because it is a great message. Everyone has someone in their family. Everybody has a relative or relationship where someone has a problem with addiction and it's nothing to be ashamed about. It's just, you got to deal with it and move on. But I also live in California and a lot of people here don't drink at all. A lot of people here are sober and it's, so when I go out with my friends, half the people don't drink. Half the people do, I don't know what the breakdown is, but there's a lot of people who have a healthier lifestyle here with, you know, they just don't drink that much. Well, I can tell you that we went to dinner and if that was a cross section of California, there were six of us that went to dinner and literally three didn't drink at all and three barely drank. Yeah, I would say that's normal. It's good for me because rarely do you ever get out of hand when you're in a mixed crowd like that. And it gives you a sense, it's kind of nice, isn't it? Especially if you have a designated driver. (laughs) If you need one. If you need one. Well, I mean, for me, if I have one drink, I don't drive. So, and you can't, you always have to drive in California. So, you know, I think it's much more... Uh, as we get older, many more people are sober than when we were young. And there's no shame about it. And I'm happy when I hear that my friends who drink too much got sober. It's awesome. And you know what? The one thing you talked about, about your friend that calls you about the drug addiction, her child that's having battling addiction, it sounds like she's feeling really judged. I saying, you know, it's not me. It's not me. It's like, and you're not there to judge. You're just there to listen to her, right? Yeah, it just always surprises me when she says that because it's like, of course no one judges you, but I guess maybe they do. I don't know. I just always think it's weird when she says that because I'm like, of course it's not your fault. And it's funny because she's educated herself. She's been dealing with it for 10 years. They've been to like family counseling and family um, rehab and still their initial reaction is to justify, to I don't know what the word is, but to say, look, I, it's, this is not my fault. I was a good mom. Right. Well, it's a well, it's defense me- mechanism that comes out and says, you know what? My first thing is my first, uh, the best offense is a good defense, I guess. That's what people say. And it sounds like she's being defensive even prior to before being accused. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's, uh, it's underestimating people's education level about addiction because I think pretty much especially like when you spread the word, people understand more now. It's not personal. It's not a, it's a, not a choice. 
it's just you're born with a gene in my opinion this is just my opinion I don't know but it just seems like that's what happens you you some people just want to shut the place down and other people like me want to go home and it's no difference between the two of us other than someone was just born with a different genetic makeup that says they don't want to go home until they drink the bar dry Right. I don't I know. totally agree. I, just, I totally agree. But I know that, like, for instance, we were talking to one of your friends who doesn't drink anymore. And they said uh, last night, the person said, well, you know, people say that they get that it's the disease, but they really don't. Mm-hmm. They Where, judge you totally and don't forgive you. They're like, well, you were just um, you did all these things. They don't they don't treat it like cancer. Right. Really. And, and it should be treated like cancer. And yeah. people don't talk about the fact that more people die of alcoholism than they ever have died of opiates and heroin ever. I mean, alcoholism is the factor of so many deaths, heart attacks, um, cancers, throat cancer, stomach, mouth cancer, all those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's you know, just changing the stigma and getting people out there to realize that to be sober and not ashamed is important. It's like if you can handle having one drink and you don't sit there and crave it for hours and hours and hours like I did because I can still remember. I still remember swearing I'm going to have one drink. And you know what? One drink led to two drinks, led to three drinks, led to four drinks. Because guess what? I have the phenomenon of craving. So after I have one, I want to have another one. I have another one. I have another one. Now, do you even understand that? Because you don't even get that, do you? No, because it's funny. I have the total opposite. I get home and I'm like, I'm going to have a drink. I am going to go right over the bar. And, I'm gonna, and then an hour goes by and I forget. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a drink. And then an hour goes by, I forget. And then it's like time for bed. And I'm just like, forget it. It's too late. <laughs> See? That is so different. That's what happens. That is so different than the addict. Because the addict's like, I want to get it under any and all circumstances. I want to shut my voice down. The voice is down in my head. I want to stop thinking. I want to just go drink. And that's all we think about. And we just want to drink, 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 drink. And so you don't have an alcohol and drug problem. No. And I don't think I'm better because of that. I think I'm lucky. Oh, I think for whatever reason, my genetics, I skipped it. And did your, and your parents, they don't, they don't really drink either, do they? Um, I, well, not really, not really. I mean, when I was a kid, it wasn't a culture I grew up in. My mom doesn't drink at all. I mean, she'll have like one, you know, uh, Bailey's and coffee on Christmas and then be like, oh, I'm so buzzed. (laughs) And my dad drinks wine, uh, with dinner, but I did not have a, they didn't drink a lot. My parents did not drink a lot at all. My mom doesn't drink at all, but my dad, you know, it wasn't a cultural thing when I was a kid. Not in your house. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my house, it kind of was. Didn't you think? <laughs> yeah. 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 But I don't know if that would have affected me. I, I don't think, I don't know if that would have affected me, but I just think it's genetic. I really believe that because I went drink for drink with my friends when we were young, but at some point of the night, I just wanted to go home and then half the group wanted to keep going and going and going and going. And it wasn't a judgment call. It was just, they just, I just didn't have that impulse in my, I just wanted to go to bed. I just wanted to go to sleep. 
I love that we are comparing what it was like because I think that's totally interesting to the listener that's out there because some people are like, well, wait a minute. Am I an alcoholic? Am I not an alcoholic? And we just both described how it feels like. Like, I know that phenomenon of crazy. Like, I cannot. I mean, yes, I could go one night and have one glass of wine. But nine out of ten times, if I were going out and it was drinking, it was like it took its own life. It was like, forget it. I'm off to the races, you know? Mm-hmm. And you just I saw that a lot with you. I saw that. Yeah, and I'd come and I wouldn't be able to talk. Do you remember? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was... But having friends like you in my life that are kind of already educated and are there to be a support have really helped me to get through these past 12 and a half years. Did you know that? Yes, and you're doing a great job, Izzy. And um, I'm really, really grateful for you and our friendship and for you to be there. And you don't even care that I don't drink. Do you give a... No. I love it. And I don't think I'm boring. Because if you drank, it would be too much. We would be like out. We'd be like, oh my God, tell her to be quiet. (laughs) It would be too much. It's great that you don't. And you're going to live longer because of it. And you're going to live a better life. And I'm so happy and so proud of you that you've done this for so long. I mean it. And it's awesome. And guess what? My new Harry and Francis, my little buds in the back, say hi to my podcast. Say hi. Hi, podcast. Say hi, everybody who's listening. Hi, Hi, busy living sober fan. (laughs) So, you know what? We made a Thursday Thursday. And for those of you that don't watch it, it is on YouTube under busy living sober. But the kids came out and it was really awesome because we made a drink with candy canes, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Yes. And they thought it was... Green food dye. No, green... Yeah, green food dye and sugar, and we made a simple syrup, and it was really fun. And the kids really enjoyed the fact that they could have a drink that didn't have alcohol in it, well, but it was in of a... Of course they don't drink. They're 11. I, I mean, but you know what I mean. Uh, but they really liked... They thought it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was Did you fun. think it was fun? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. drinking doesn't always have to be about alcohol, does it? No. Nope. No. No, it's more fun, isn't it? That we just, we have fun just going, we're busy living sober, busy living sober. Well, um, everybody who's listening, thanks for listening. Oh, we're in the car and Julie just did a little minor crash. Um, we're almost finished here. And I just wanted to tell everybody that if you have a problem with drugs or alcohol, please reach out and you are not alone. You can reach me at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsober.com, which is B-U-S-Y, living sober. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I got it all going on. And um, I want you guys all to know that, yes, we are almost, you know, we finished Thanksgiving. That's over. Check. And now that's the first part of the Bermuda Triangle. We are in the second part, which is Christmas coming along. Remember to have a plan wherever you go out to. Do not go out unless you know how you can leave if you feel uncomfortable. And I know it's really hard for people to have that that initiative to be like, you know what? I got to go. But as Julie kind of described, she's like, you got to go. If you're not feeling comfortable, you have to go. And if you don't want to keep going and drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking, then get up and go and go home and find yourself in your cozy bed rather than a place that puts you that, you know, you could jeopardize your sobriety with. Because we don't want your cat. Oh, listen. And Francis says, go to snuggle with your cat or with your dog. But do something rather than drink because, you know, life is too short. And um, please reach out. And um, until next week, keep getting busy living sober. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.